0: And be very honest with yourself because it's very nice saying, hey, I don't have to put pants on today. I can just put a shirt on and Zoom all day, (laughs) right? Right? That's nice. But are you really getting more done? Mm -hmm. Are you in a household where you've got young kids and it's chaotic and anytime you're on a call, they're banging on the office door Mm -hmm. or they're running in, sitting on your lap? I, I mean- is is that more effective for you mm-hmm. when it comes to getting actual tasks done throughout the day? Are you distracted? Are you the type that like, okay, hey, I'm sitting at home. Uh, you know what? Like nobody's watching me now. I'm just going to get on social media for, I'm going to get lost in that mm-hmm. for an hour. Yep. Or, hey, I'm just going to take a break and I'm going to watch a show that turns into three hours. And I don't, you know what I mean? Right. Are you that type of person? You need to be very honest and look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, hey, what is really what pulls the best out of me. So I'm going to be completely honest with you, Ben. I kind of look forward to these days when it's just you and me. (laughs) Partly partly just because I like you so much more than I like Darren. Well... But I'm also, lying. also partly, I'm allowed to sit in the corner seat.
1: <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah, it's a different chair. You're in, you're in the big man's chair today. You
0: know what? It's it's uh, it's always it's always fun when I see like me sitting next to Darren, just because of like the depth perception, right? And it's yeah, like he looks like a child. Make make him look so fun. That's not really what it, in real life what it looks like. But I'm like, oh, that's cool. But what I don't like is I'm not I'm not I don't have the most attractive profile picture. So uh, I'm always this, looking yeah. sideways. You so know? it's your bad side. So the so the, the caveman forehead really does come out when yeah. I'm looking to the side. So now I get to be more straight in line. You there know? you go. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm excited about that. Well, this the guy.
1: camera angle still got you a little bit of side profile. Dang, so. dang it. <laughs> dang it. Can't win. <laughs> and Darren's not going to listen to this, but, yeah, he he does yeah. look small. If you watch this on YouTube, Darren looks like a little child sitting between us. <laughs> That's right. Because of the camera angles. You know and what? because he's just not a big Just dude.
0: because he's a child
1: next to us. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your boy, by the way? Man. He's got his name on the show and he can't even show up? I know. This is twice now.
0: But here's the deal, man. He's, he's, you know, middle-aged, aging, and he's still out grinding, man. He's out hustling. And so... Either uh, that or
1: he's got his feet kicked up by the pool and he's just telling us he's grinding. That's a good point. That's a really, (laughs) really good point. Speaking of kicking your feet up by the pool. Yeah. What's the topic today?
0: Man. So... One of the things that we learned about over the last year and a half now is that you could kick your feet up by the pool and still get some work done. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, you can. I mean, contrary to, uh, you know, maybe that baby boomer, you know, Gen X generation saying that, oh, no, no, you got to be in the office all the time. You got to always Seven to seven, man. Yeah. Get it done. We're learning that maybe maybe there's some effective ways to to be productive in the workspace uh, by not necessarily being in it. And you've got a story the other day that it was kind of an eye opener that really kind of kicked this this idea and topic off. So share yeah. share that experience a couple of evenings ago.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just having a discussion with a with a teammate of ours mm. and noticing and and making the observation that it was I think it was five thirty in the evening. And making the observation that nobody was in the office, everybody was gone, and you do that, you know, you look at the office environment five years ago, yeah. ten years, years ago, three, ago three years ago, yeah. that you would never see that. Mm-hmm. If you leave before five or five thirty, that that was a foreign concept yeah. to that generation. Yep. And so we were just just discussing how. You know, times are, are changing a little bit. The way we work is yeah. evolving, and COVID very much had a an acceleration yes. on that. Yeah, I think we were trending that way anyway. Yeah, and then COVID forced everybody to work yeah. from home and forced everybody to change the way that they work. Yeah. And, and now, you know, I, I know we have the the variant that's popping up and, and causing some issues, but now that we're hopefully on the backside of the main mm-hmm. issues from COVID. Companies are deciding now: Do we go back to work full time? Do we do a hybrid model? Do we stay at home for good? Uh, in fact, Google just announced yesterday they're delaying. They were planning on going back to work in October, mm-hmm. and now they're actually pushing it back because of the the COVID variant. But some companies are just deciding: Hey, let's not let's not go back at all. Yeah. We can reduce costs. We can we can be more efficient. Other companies like ours, mm-hmm. I said, no, we're, we're going back. We need to be together. Yeah. So, all different perspectives, all different approaches. Yeah. But the fact is, it's changing. No longer is seven to seven probably your your work life. Your norm. At the office. Yeah, your norm. And your norm. Yeah, exactly.
0: Absolutely. And that's what, you know, in, in our day job, and, and we've shared it, is is we, we look at all those things all the time because we're working with companies trying to figure out real estate strategies for them, for for large companies. Um, and we're seeing it, and, and that is the trend that we're seeing, is there's just more flexibility. Um, but I think today what, what we'd like to talk about is, is for those individuals. Like we're speaking not to the companies on what you should be doing, but more individuals and how you navigate this personally and professionally. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe some perspective, just, just some, some thought-provoking conversation that you and I will have about, okay, I, I've traditionally done it this way, Now I've kind of been exposed to this new flexible work style. Um, And now how do I go from here personally? Mm -hmm. Um, And just because, like I said, we're seeing this every day. we're we're talking to companies, we're talking to, you know, leadership, we're talking to uh, all these people that are trying to figure out, okay, hey, what's the right way to do it? How do we maximize efficiency from our team? How do we retain labor? Because we're seeing a lot of people that, hey, no, 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 I like working from home. I like the flexibility. If you're going to make me come to the office, I'm jumping ship Mm -hmm. and I'm going across the street. So we're seeing a lot of that. So we're talking to these leaders of these companies and, and this is a, challenging time for them. You know, we've typically real estate right is eight percent of a company's bottom line, right? That's kind of the the generalized number, which is not a big number, but if you can shave eight eight percent of your cost, I mean that's a real number to some of these companies.
1: Well and there's all the ancillary costs too not that's just right. your actual cost of your space, but that's right. All the costs that go into maintaining that, that that's office. Right. So that's
0: exactly right. So so we're gonna we're gonna walk through a couple a couple things and, and you mentioned traditionally um, and and I'm going to speak kind of generally about the office setting, right? Going into the office, and I, you know, we're not talking about warehouse, we're not talking about transportation, we're not talking about retail, we're not talking about those other industries. We're just talking about kind of the office space, the traditional office scenario. And and even when you and I both started similar times in commercial real estate, it was you're in your seat at 7 a.m. and you're there for sh- for sure past 6 p.m., but likely. Especially if you 're younger you 're there till seven p m you 're grinding you're working the entire time you're expected to be in the seat. the leadership needs to see you there and that's and that's the norm that's mm-hmm. the expected uh, that's the expected commitment from the team um, and and like you said the other day it's five thirty and nobody's in the office now not a bad thing because no. as a company we've grown like we've grown our revenues we've grown our opportunities like it's been it's been really even in the commercial real estate space. It's been really, really great and fun to see for a number of reasons why. But typically, if you're not in the office at 5.30, it's because you got some sort of meeting. you got a dinner that you're at. You, well, the entire office isn't going to be at right. a, a client meeting, right? So why, why is it trending that way? How do we look at it individually, right? And what is the process mentally? We say, okay, hey, how do I, as an employee how do I address it as an employer? How do I address it? Um, and then, and then really like, what is the overriding theme and what do I need to assess? And I, and I want to start with one is expectations, expectations, not only of yourself and what you expect to go do, but what are the company's expectations for me? I think number one, you need to set, you need to say, okay, look, I'm kind of struggling with this coming back to the office because I liked working at home and I liked doing all these things, but you need to set, reset the expectations for yourself and then also understand what the company expects from you. And number one is I think you need to say, are my goals aligned with my company's goals? Am I in the right place right now? Whether you've been there for 30 years of your career, or you're right out of college and you're in a new, uh, like a, a entry-level position, is are the goals of my company? Do they align with what I want to accomplish? That's number one that you want you want to ask yourself because if that's not the case, then the rest of this conversation doesn't really apply because that's a, that's something that you're going to have to address because whether. Whether you decide to make a move now or later, it's inevitable. If, you're a, if your goals are not aligned with your companies, it's really, really hard to stay motivated to work for that company. So number one, you need to ask, okay, hey, are we aligned? And then two is, okay, my expectations, like one, do I have the right to have expectations within a company? Because a lot of, a lot of younger, I'm going to say young adults are coming out and have this um, unrealistic sense of, Hey, I need to do me and I need to do, uh, what, what works for me. You need to take a step back and you need to say, what are the expectations of the company? Mm -hmm. I've already answered the fact that, Hey, our goals are aligned. I want to be a part of this. What are their expectations for me? And if the expectations are, Hey, we need you back in the office. Those decisions are, be ma- are being made by either a leader or a group of leaders that have a lot of experience in that field, and there's a reason that they want people back. You know, we're hearing things from, uh, from leadership teams that, listen, communication, we're struggling with that right now. Or, hey, company culture, it's really hard to encourage people and lift people up and train people when it's all, all virtual. Uh, or hey, we're just not sure that the productivity is continuing to trend the way that it did when the pandemic started, when we saw actually productivity go up because there was nothing else to do, or we're really worried about attrition. We're worried about people leaving the company because they just don't have that emotional connection because we're not seeing each other face-to-face, is are the expectations of the company for me to be in the office? And you need to understand that. And and you need to decide is that aligned with what I want to do? Yeah, first and foremost.
1: Yeah, I think when it comes to expectations, the way I'm built is I'm always better when I know what's expected of yeah. me. Yeah, I always work better when it's not you know arbitrary or vague. I know what's expected of me, mm-hmm. and I can go and I can produce. That's right. So that's why I think this first point of, of this list that we're going to go down is so key as you navigate this new work from home, work from the office, this new hybrid model, is understand what your company, what the expectation is there. If the expectation is that you're in the office three or four days a week, five days, every day of the week, mm-hmm. you like you said, you probably need to engage in that mm-hmm. and participate in that if, if being a part of that company is, is important to you. Yep. And I remember when I was a, in management uh, in a previous job, I was you know, in the personal training world this was the biggest lesson I took from that that role as a manager was setting ex- the importance of yeah. setting expectations from the beginning, mm-hmm. because it's much easier to have a sit down from the very start and set it and lay everything out both both ends, mm-hmm. me as the manager and them as the employee. It's much easier to have those expectations from the beginning than mm-hmm. trying to reset six, eight, ten months into the yeah. job. Right? If you can start with the expectations at the beginning. You're just going to set yourself That's up for right. more success. So if you're a young person going into the workforce and the best way to get ahead or the best way to start on the right foot is sit down with your boss. Talk to them. Ask them what they expect of you. How often should I be in the office? What, what's acceptable for me not to be in the office? Yeah. Just understand what, what your boss is expecting. And of
0: one you. thing I think that younger professionals get in trouble with is I think that they think the expectations for them are maybe the same as the expectations are for a colleague. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. And that's and that's not always the case. And and like you said, is you need to have that dialogue. You need to have that communication with your superior, the leadership team, whoever it may be, and and understand one, what those expectations for you personally are. Because because Jack may be very different than Sarah. Sarah may be, you know, a 15, 20 year industry veteran. Mm-hmm. That can navigate it very differently and maybe has a, a little bit more mature family, different phase of life. Whereas Jack, right out of college, the expectation for Jack may be very different than it is for Sarah, right? And and we talk about Darren and I have brought this up because we both played for Lovey Smith. And one of the things that Lovey always said is, Hey, listen, I'm gonna treat you fairly, but I'm not gonna treat you equally. So every person in the office may have a different expectation. And if you don't have that conversation, then you don't know what those expectations are. So it's very, very important. And then also, too, is I think if you're in a leadership position, is you also need to have that conversation as well. Is you need to have, hey, Jack, I just want to just have a conversation with you because it's important to me to understand what your expectations are of me as a leader Mm -hmm. and, and understand, okay, Hey, what can I do to support you is working at home. Do you feel like that is something that, that, you know, helps you be more productive and add value to the company? Or do you think that right now it's better for you to be around people to, to soak up the energy and be in the office? Understand it. Not that, I'm giving you the choice, but I also just want to understand that so that I can at least have that information as a leader as well. Because as you had trainers underneath you, you're not going to treat, you know, John the same as you are Mike, Mm -hmm. if they're, if they function in two different ways. So you as a leader, I've got to understand the expectations of you guys so that I can then, you know, delegate, I can hold you accountable, you know, uh, at, to each of you individually, in respect to what you need to yeah. what, what you need for me.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and and to your point, different departments of the company mm-hmm. may have different expectations. One section, it may be okay that they work from home every yep. day. Another section it's probably more important that they're in the office every day. So I think whether you're listening to this and you manage a team or you listen to this and you are part of a team, you're an mm-hmm. employee, Understand your company's expectations yeah. or lay out your company's expectations. That's, right. That's probably the best way to approach this going forward. Set it out, stomp it out from the beginning so that everybody's on the same page going
0: forward. One thing really quick before we move on to the next one, right, is the expectations is life has also changed. Mm-hmm. Things have changed outside of the workplace. And one one thing that I will say that that I will encourage maybe those that are an employee of, of companies. I know in our conversations is the understanding of work-life balance, I think has, has increased from a corporate level and understanding, okay, it is important that our team has time to be with their family, to run their kids around. It is important because we have seen benefits of extended amounts of time for the most part. I'm not saying every scenario has benefited from extra time with their family, but I think the expectation of, of a work-life balance, if that exists, and again, I'm throwing up air quotes if you're just listening right now, um, the understanding of that from a corporate level is important, but from the expectations as well, have that dialogue. So you say, Hey, listen, my life outside has changed. I've got some things that have changed logistically with my kids and school and this, like, because now if you're if let's say this new variant or whatever shuts down the school, like we've got to have that dialogue mm-hmm. so that they know, okay, Hey, look, I may have to go work from home for a week because I don't have childcare. I don't have this, right? I've got to go pick up my kid from school. So again, understanding that, Hey, the expectations need to be set. Yes. From a work, uh, from a workplace strategy, but also from a life strategy as yep. well. Agreed.
1: Yeah. And so once you have those expectations set and you're, you're communicating clearly, both, mm-hmm. both parties are communicating clearly. Once you have that set, now you need to understand how do you work most yeah. efficiently. Let's just go with the scenario that you and I are in, which, yeah, the expectations we're in the office most of the time, but we have flexibility. Yeah. So let's say you are somebody listening to this and you have flexibility with your job. They, they allow you to make the decision which days you show up, which days you don't. How does that person approach this process? How, what's the best way for them to understand how they work efficiently?
0: Yeah, I think is you've got to be honest with yourself. And we talk about it a lot through – through this show, is you really need to look yourself in the mirror and be honest. Do I work most efficiently being at home? Do I work most efficiently a hybrid model? Do I work most efficiently in the office? And what you need to take out of there is you need to take out the comfort aspect of it. You need to remove that like, hey, it's nice not having to get up, shower, get ready to go. You know, if I got to put on, you know, makeup or I've got to, you know, get my clothes dry, clean, whatever. Like You've gotta remove all of that, and you've gotta say, okay, how do I add the most value to the company? Is it a hybrid model, is it working from home, or is it working in the office? And be very honest with yourself, because it's very nice saying, hey, I don't have to put pants on today, I can just put a shirt on and Zoom all day, (laughs) right? Right? That's nice, but are you really getting more done? Mm -hmm. Are you in a household where you've got young kids and it's chaotic? And anytime you're on a call, they're banging on the office door Mm -hmm. or they're running in, sitting on your lap. I I mean – Is, is that more effective for you Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting actual tasks done throughout the day? Are you distracted? Are you the type that like, okay, Hey, I'm sitting at home. Ah, you know what? Like nobody's watching me now. I'm just going to get on social media for, I'm going to get lost in that Mm -hmm. for an hour or Hey, I'm just going to take a break and I'm going to watch a show that turns into three hours. And I don't, you know what I mean? Are you that type of person? You need to be very honest and look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, Hey, what is, really what pulls the best out of me and i need to put myself in that setting and i think i would say and i'm going to speak for myself there's there's something to be said about a little bit of flexibility right and the fact that okay hey look i can get up early and i can start working at 7 a.m and i can get a bunch of stuff done and then instead of taking that hour commute getting to the office and you know and starting at 8 a.m i can work until 10 o'clock And then I've got a little gap, and then I go into the office for a little bit. But that way I can get a bunch of stuff done Mm -hmm. first thing in the morning before anybody else is in the office. That's worked for me. It's worked really, really well. Whereas the traditional, like you said, being in the office in your seat at 7 a.m., I mean, it may not work. Like for me, I work out at 6 a.m. Like now, it's, it's it's really helped me in my efficiency. Then instead of, okay, going to the office and showering there and then walking over and then by the time I get all that done, then it's really like 8.30 where it's like, okay, hey, I work out at 6. I'm back home at 7.15. I shower and I'm in front of my computer at 7.30 yeah. and I knock out a couple hours of work and then I head to the office.
1: Yeah, we talked about, let's, let's, let's go down that scenario for a second because we talked last week about all the benefits of, yeah. of working out and one mm-hmm. of the benefits is, the energy that it actually gives you and yeah. feeds you yeah. when you're done with a workout. Yeah. So let's just say that you were expected to be in the office at 7 a.m. Well, if you really do want to get your workout in, that means you're waking up much earlier. Yeah,
0: 4 15, 4 30. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. maybe,
1: you know, eleven A.M. hits and you're starting to drag a little bit because yeah. you're now I don't wanna, you know, I do understand there's an element of toughness here yes. that you gotta have. But yeah. at the same time, just just running with this with this scenario. Now that you're getting your workout in mm-hmm. and then starting work, you're going to be much more productive. Even though technically you're working less hours, yeah, those hours are going to be more productive because you took care
0: of your mental and physical health before- 100%. 100%. beforehand. And everybody's different. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And, and you're a, a morning workout guy. Like you, the, you like, I follow that from you and it's, and it took a little bit for me because traditionally I would be like, dude, my ideal workout time is 10 a.m. Right. or 4 p.m. Like I love those times working out, but it was something that I'd adjust to. But it may be okay. Hey, I get up at at you know six o'clock. I'm in my office chair in my house at six thirty. I can start early. I can work. But you know what that gets my day done at three thirty and then I go do my four o'clock workout. The flexibility as opposed to okay hey, I'm in the office at seven and I'm there till seven, and i can only I can only get my self care done from five a m to seven am or from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Yeah, that it just it's there's a flexibility,
1: and like well, not you, even
0: because you're you, you
1: got to factor in commute times, right? Commu- yeah, well, you, yeah. Got so times, you, you got commute times, you got family no time, time for you got, and yeah. that's
0: what I struggled with for really the first three years was like, I don't know how to get a workout in if I'm in the office at this time, and then it's like I can't call my wife and be like, Hey, I know you're putting the kids down, but I'm just going to go to the gym on the way home. Mm-hmm.
1: That no, that ain't so now I
0: just don't see my kids at all right. during the week, like right. that doesn't work, yeah, so. This has allowed for a lot and like you said for me man the energy the effectiveness is so much better and I'm getting more done while spending a little bit less time actually physically at the office. Right. And and it's uncomfortable at first it, to to adjust
1: to yeah. this. At least it is for me because I have an I old school guilty, right? yeah, I have an old school mentality. <laughs> yeah. So it it does feel a little interesting to not start until 8:30 or 9 yeah. or whatever uh-huh. and you know maybe be done in the evening but Because the technology changes, because we're able to literally work from anywhere, we have a coworker that went to, where did he go? Wyoming a few weeks back. And he took all calls, everything. He he didn't miss a beat. And he was in another state. So that has allowed us, but it is a little uncomfortable. You got to get over that perception that, hey, I'm not working hard if I'm not in the office from 7 a.m. to 7
0: p.m. It's bad to admit, but I can't tell you how many calls I've probably taken in the last four months and I've taken some with you where it's I'm literally in my car on a Zoom, but with the video off, mm-hmm. taking calls with like sweat beads dripping <laughs> off of my nose, Yeah, right? Because I'm just finishing like a workout. But like, okay, that allows me, okay, I can take a 7.15 a.m. call mm-hmm. because I can, the, the expectation market-wide is like, look, there is some flexibility. We do have a little more grace. If the dog's barking in the background, that's fine. If you're taking it with no video from your car, that's acceptable now. Whereas before, it's like, okay, if I'm taking a 7.15 meeting, like I better be buttoned up, ready to go. We're in person. We're meeting at a coffee shop or you're coming over to the conference room. Like That's the expectation. Whereas now, there's just a little more leeway, which I think we're finding, one, is relatable. People connect a little bit more because there's more empathy. But then two, it's like, Okay, we're still getting the content done that we mm-hmm. need to get through.
1: Yeah, yeah. And speaking of understanding yourself, I, I was like, I am like you. I have a you know four year old son and a sixteen month old son, so working at home is very difficult, mm-hmm. especially because I don't have a dedicated. I have an office, but it's it's a converted dining room, so there's yeah. no door to close. Yeah. yeah. So it is very distracting to work from home because they're running in and out, they're messing with things. So for me, understanding myself, even if my even if our company said, hey work from home as much as you want, do whatever you want to do. I'm still going to go to the office because for me personally, I can be more
0: effective and more benefit. It's more beneficial to me to get out of the house. That's right. And then even from a schedule is understanding, okay, Hey, like we were talking about what time of day, like if you're a night owl, there's a couple tricks that that, that you can do is if, if you're a night owl, but you also don't want to be necessarily available to everybody and know that, hey, if you shoot me an email at 10 p.m., I'm gonna answer you right away. You may be able to, but there's a couple things you can do. It's okay, look, I'm gonna work at night. I'm gonna get a bunch done because I'm really, really effective and I'm, I'm just highly focused at night. Some people are wired that way. You can set your outlook or your email... Uh, your email uh, software, whatever it is, to send it first thing the next morning, Mm -hmm. right? So you can literally get it out and you can program it to say, okay, hey, don't send right now, but send at 6 a.m. or send at 7 a.m. or whatever it is. So you can get all of your work done at night that you need to do responding to emails to do all those things, hit send, but now it's not going out at 10 Mm -hmm. p.m. So people think that, hey, I'm available all, all hours a day. You still respect your private time, but look, that's actually... A time that I'm not being bothered, yeah. I'm not being bombarded with emails because clients or colleagues think that I'm going to be available at night. Send it out so it's out in the morning, but you're getting a big chunk of work done right that night. Well, and to that point, uh, and this was a struggle
1: for me, especially early on. The dark side of always being connected, yes, and always having you know, and technology and, and being able to work from anywhere, the dark side of that for me personally, was always, well, I feel like I have to respond yes. immediately to everything. Yeah. No matter what time of day, I have to get back because I want to show people how hard I'm working. Yeah. I, wanna, you know, I don't want to let anybody down. Mm-hmm. So there is a dark side to this technology and, and everything being more connected and you being able to work from everywhere is the mental toll that it mm-hmm. can take if you're not careful yeah. of thinking you constantly have to be connected, you constantly have to be yeah. honest. So to your point, set parameters. Yeah, right. That's so right. even if you are working from home, this is what I found as a best practice uh, last year, whenever everybody was at home, yeah. was still having those quote-unquote normal business hours. Yeah. So I still didn't actually sit down to get to work until you know a normal time, and then yeah. I would shut it down in the evening. To me, that kept me from going insane, thinking I always had to constantly be on. Even lunch breaks were, were <sighs> different at home because you're always in front of your computer. You, I, I found myself eating at my desk at home and 100%. just working right through which again – that's great, and you can do that for a time. I found for me that after a few weeks and is, yeah. months of that, yeah. it, I started to burn out a little bit yeah. because yeah. it was just too much. So, taking a step back actually propels you forward. It's a really weird concept. Yep, it's it's hard to grasp. Yeah, but sometimes taking a step back can actually catapult you forward. And
0: that's and that's one thing I think you know as we're as we're wrapping up the second point is how do you work most efficiently? Is it healthy for you? Because like you said, that. April to July timeframe in 2020, you ask my wife, I mean, I was working not seven to seven. I was working like six to nine Mm -hmm. because it's, it, it was really hard to disconnect when my office was right there. Right For me, going to the office, there's value not just in, okay, hey, I've got the energy, I'm interacting with other people, I'm learning from other people, I'm sharing knowledge with other people, but also there is a huge value for me, especially since I moved out into the country, is that time to decompress and separate the office from Mm -hmm. family because you've got to be able to figure that out because you can't have work on your mind 24 hours a day like I was literally dreaming about work because I was not disconnecting because the office was right there. I hear a ping on my phone, I walk back into my office and I respond to the email during all this. So understanding that, okay, how do I work? And like you said, is really being strict about saying, look, my work hours are from here to here. Now, if I've got some stuff to do, I do the family time or I do, personal time or whatever in the evening. And I got to get a couple things done before I go to bed, do that. But again, be very careful of just responding to things because there's a badge of right. honor, right? I even had a client say, Hey, I love working with you because if I shoot you an email at 1130, I get an email before, mm-hmm. back before. Monday. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's considered. Yeah. You're, you're being responsive. You're yeah. being a good. And it's like, that's not healthy, right? That's because you have to have that separation from work and life. Yeah, and, and I don't want to
1: overstate, though, I do want to acknowledge that there are times in your life, especially when you're young and you're building, that there are seasons where you do have to Th- do this, yeah. and there's a grind to it, and there's, you're, you're constantly on. Yeah. I'm not disregarding that, yeah. but if you look at the long-term approach, sometimes yeah. less is more. That's right. And it, speaking of mental health, yeah, and if you are somebody who's found the, how, how you can be most efficient... Mm-hmm. And you found, hey, maybe today at 4 p.m. I'm done. I've I've, yeah. I've got everything done. I'm, I'm good. I can check out. Where would I go if this was the case for me? So
0: you mentioned a couple minutes ago, and I think this is this is a really important thing. So like if you've got a pen and paper, grab just just jot this down. Is is there there is value in changing the scenery of where you work? That's right. Right? There is a there's a recharge uh, I've talked about this book, uh, it's called get your life back by John Eldridge. Um, and he will, every once in a while, he will just get out in nature. He'll go to a new setting. And one thing you mentioned was a colleague of ours went to Wyoming and he literally worked remotely. Nobody knew, nobody knew that he was missing anything. No clients knew because we have that, that ability. And one thing that I would say is, Change that change that scenery. Go somewhere different. And whether you shut down work at four o'clock and say, hey, look, I I need to go, I need a couple more hours of work, but I'm gonna change the scenery, or hey, look, I'm gonna go take a day or two. So what I what I have done and, and I'm excited about this next month is I'm gonna implement is for me, and I'm just gonna for the Dallas natives, I go east on a road called 455, right? It's this it's this kind of country road highway. Uh and about five miles on 455, I hit Highway 75. So Highway 75 runs kind of north. It's north and south down to Dallas, but it goes all the way into Oklahoma. Um, And then I head north on 75. And about 35 minutes from there, I'm at this oasis retreat called Choctaw Resort and Casino. Casino and Resort. Casino and Resort. (laughs) It's a resort. I I call it a resort first, but Casino and Resort. that's exactly right. And so one thing that's really great is the Wi-Fi capability there is through the roof. Yeah, they're right? they're, they're paying their 5G bill for sure. 100%. <laughs> and so look, okay, I just need I just need to get away. I've been grinding. I'm in a season. I'm going to go up there, the brand new, literally brand new addition opening next, next week. week. Mm-hmm. Next week is literally Vegas-style resort. The nicest hotel, nicest rooms, I would argue like rivals like the Ritz Carlton, Rivals of Four Seasons. It would literally, if this was in Dallas, it would be the nicest hotel in Dallas. And it is phenomenal. And then they've got this massive 300 or 3,000 slot addition casino, sports bar. Um, I mean, they've got this Vegas style pool, kids pool. So you can even take the entire family, go, and look, you can work remotely from there. You can be effective and efficient while recharging your battery, getting on the tables, winning some money, being a part of this $1.8 million August grand opening giveaway, mm-hmm. they're giving away every Saturday, they're giving away a total over the month $1.8 million. All you got to do is play, swipe your card, and you're entered to win. Yeah, And and it's, it is, there's so much value. And whether you're there for concerts, which by the way, you got to look at the concert list because it's ridiculous. Like whether it's Miranda Lambert, whether it's Carrie Underwood, whether it's Whiskey Myers, whether it's Gabriel Iglesias, you've got... Um, uh i'm trying to think sorry there's there's a handful oh leonard skinner's playing i mean there's it, 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 take your Darius pick. Rucker. darius rucker take your pick there's somebody up there but you have to go see this new expansion mm-hmm. up there it's literally doubled the size of the resort and casino and resort and it is out of this world nice so take your laptop take your family go up sit by the pool get some work done but recharge your battery yep
1: get up there Step number three. Step number three. Or number three, whatever, however we want to phrase this. So number one was understand your company's expectations. I think that's the first thing that's going to set you up for most success. Yeah. Once you know your company's expectations, understand how you work most efficiently. Yeah. Do you work best from home? Do you work best from the work? Do you work best in kind of a hybrid model? And then number three, and this one is vital. Yeah. In my opinion. And something that was highlighted throughout the lockdowns is... Understand the power of in-person interaction. Yep. There's something about Zoom that is awesome and efficient as it is, and it's great, and it's and it's made life so much easier. You're just still missing just a little something, and that's human connection. Mm-hmm. Being face-to-face with somebody in person. We talk about this all the time. Our Zoom interviews are awesome. We love having guests yeah. on, and it's it's
0: giving us exposure to people we wouldn't
1: have it and, otherwise.
0: Yeah, the conversations that we're able to have exactly. it's incredible
1: but when the person when our guest is in studio the conversation just flows totally much further and it feels different you feel that you feel the story more mm-hmm. and that's how it's been for me at the office is understanding the importance of human connection yep. how important it is to be be with people face to face yeah
0: yeah and i think there's there's a couple elements to that is is one there's an energy right that that you just inherently soak up because you're you're just around other people um, the excitement, um, the knowledge, the wisdom—all the things that in-person interactions bring. If you're in sales, if you're in business development, if you're if you're client-facing in any way, I can't not tell you the importance, especially coming out of this pandemic, how pivotal it is to have face-to-face interactions. Mm-hmm. One, the things that you can learn about your client. Two, the trust that it builds because anybody can put on put on a shirt with no pants and a tie, right? <laughs> and speak about something, right? But there's also something, there's an authenticity when you're looking somebody in the eye and you can tell one, if they're confident about what they're talking about. Two, if they're being honest mm-hmm. and, and, and trustworthy, right? And then three, there's just a likability. It's there's something so important in that, in, in, in working with, with clients, working with employees, that there's, it's so important to do business with people that you like. Yes. And if you're trying to sell to somebody, number one, look, you believe in your product, great. But guess what? Other people have that same product mm-hmm. or something similar. Right. It's, do I like you? Do I want to do business with you? Mm-hmm. That's very hard to do. Virtually,
1: yeah, yeah, and if you're a if you're a business leader and you're holding these meetings on Zoom, yeah, I don't, I, I'm sure you've you've experienced this when you're tasked with speaking to people over Zoom. Yeah, there's no feedback, Gosh. there's no sound, no everybody's energy. on mute, oh. no energy. So yeah. you're sitting there like, am I is what I'm saying even hitting people? Yeah. Is it even or is it even resonating with anybody? Yeah. So you have to get back in the office, in my opinion, at least a little bit, yeah. to build relationships. Yeah, we have uh, some colleagues that flew out to see a product. You talked about business yeah. development. They flew out to see a prospect, and when they were having dinner with them, they said the conversation they had, they were able to find out intimate details about this individual mm-hmm. that there's no way. They, they'd no been way. on Zoom yeah. calls with these guys for months, yeah. and they didn't know a lot of these things mm-hmm. just based on one simple in-person dinner. That's right. So I think we can't lose, even though we're going to this new style of work, and it's great, as awesome, it is, we can't lose sight on
0: the fact that being in front of another human being is still something that we crave. That's 100%. And one, one real-life example of that is uh, – is I was, it was actually you and I, we were, we were, we walked into an office, walked into an office on a business development call. Right. And we learned because we were in person that this specific, uh, leader of this company was a huge Steelers fan, Mm -hmm. huge Steelers fan. And we never would have known that by calling, by doing zoom. We were in on a Friday, front desk girl had a Pittsburgh Steelers shirt on found out it was actually his daughter she was in for the summer and every Friday everybody wears Steelers gear because he's a diehard Steelers fan and we were able to connect because we were able to get some Steelers memorabilia to him and now that's a that's a good friend yeah. that's a client like the relationship is strengthened because it was in person not because hey i made a call not because we did a zoom meeting it's really really hard um, it's really, really hard to make that connection virtually. I'm not saying that there's not value in oh, there is, calling sure. and all that yeah. stuff, right? But, but there's just another level. Mm-hmm. There's another level of relationship. The other thing, and I would say organizationally, and, and this can go in, 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 through, in section three that we're talking about or four, but is building trust, building trust with your organization. There, it's really, really hard to build trust with your leadership team By not being there and not seeing them, if you're if you're wanting to climb a corporate ladder, and that's kind of a negative connotation, but if you're wanting to grow in your career and you're wanting to progress, take on more responsibilities, um, have more, you know. increase your leadership role within within your organization, you have to build trust. Because if people don't trust you, they can't rely on you. If they can't rely on you, they're not going to ask you to do more things. If you can't do more things, you're not adding any additional value. So it ultimately comes down to what value can I add to the company? And building trust is step one. And in order to build trust, you have to have some personal face-to-face interaction to grow that so it's really really important that you recognize that listen, like I want to make myself invaluable here I want to um, make an impact in this company and what is it that I need to do to serve this company so that ultimately I serve myself by growing my career mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's kind of a backwards thing. And I don't want to say, Hey, I'm doing this because I'm serving myself, but inherently and indirectly you are because you're growing your career, progressing raises, position changes, growth, you know, now you're recruited by other people. It's just really, really important to build that trust so that you have more responsibility. So you complete more tasks. So you add more value.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if you're a young person, what what, I mean, there's so many things you can learn just by being around people, being around the older veterans in the company or the <sighs> in the organization, yeah. just sitting there and, and, and not even – if you're not even – even if you're not dialogued with them directly, yeah. you're overhearing conversations. Yeah. What can you learn? Yeah. So just being there, being in person, showing up, every or however often it takes, yeah. just the things that you can soak up, the knowledge that
0: you can well, soak up. Well, and out. then just opportunities, right? If, if, I'm, if I'm looking for a partner on a project – right and and I get a call or I hey I set a meeting what's the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to look around the office and visually okay who who is going to be the best person to partner with on this project and I'm going to look like this and guess what if if Joe Bob is at home working in front of his computer he's not top of, top top of mind yep. right right I I don't see him so I'm saying okay I'm uh, I'm actually going to bring Lucy because you know Lucy's here and actually now that I look at her I realize okay hey she's done a transaction in this area that okay she can add value okay hey Lucy let's go we're going to go set this there's a lot of there's a lot of turmoil within companies right now that people are complaining that hey why is he getting why is he getting this or why is she getting that well it's because they're there mm-hmm. and they and they are there for the opportunity or you hear someone on a call talking about something you're like oh hey. Here's some value. I'm going to add to you. Whether you get brought in on that project or not, is they're going to remember that. Hey, he added value that helped me, cont- you know, win this deal or or you know, create more revenue or whatever it is. There's there's that um, that emotional transactional equity that you're building with someone just because you helped them because you were there. And if you weren't there, you aren't in that interaction. You aren't doing all that. But like you said, also it's just hearing wisdom, Mm -hmm. like whether it's directly or indirectly, you're hearing how things are working I mean, there's so many guys in our office that I just like, sometimes we'll just kind of walk by their desk and just like listen to some of the calls and how they're communicating with people and the knowledge that they're sharing and things. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah. And if I was at home, I wouldn't get that. Right,
1: yeah. And that leads, you know, perfectly into our final point. And this is an exhaustive list. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's just a couple that we came up with. But the last one that I really want to hammer home, especially for us young folks like me and, and, and people younger, remembering that it's not about me. Mm -hmm. So we talk about, you know, understanding how I work most efficiently and, you know, doing these things, setting up my day so that I I can be productive and I can be efficient. What's best for me? But understand that if you're a part of a team and being a part of that team is important to you, it's not about you. So what is best for the team overall? Is me going into the office more days than me staying home? Is that going to contribute to the team winning mm-hmm. overall, then I'm going to make that sacrifice. Yes, it's easy for me to sit at home, like you said earlier, You know, throw on some athletic shorts and a nice shirt and just sit in front of the computer. That's much easier. That's much simpler. Yeah. I, I get it. And, and I do that sometimes too. But I've got to understand that this whole thing does not revolve around me. Yep. And the team is much more important. So if That's it's right. best mm-hmm. for me to show up, then I need to show up. That's right. And,
0: and I, I think the extreme example of this is like you look at, you look at our military, you look at our special forces – and if we had our military and special forces say, Hey, it's not about the team, right? It's about me. Like mm-hmm. I want to do this in the mission, or I want, I I, I want to prepare this way. It's not about necessarily what's best for the team. It's not about me sacrificing. Think about how different our military would look, how different our country would look, how, uh, how differently we would think about safety. Right. Yeah. And, it's just, and then, and then you go to athletics, right. And, and you go to professional sports and and we all, you, me and Darren know this. It's, it's when you have 11 on fo- football, speaking of this, if you have 11 individuals doing what they want to do, mm-hmm. you're never going to accomplish yep. anything as a team. But if you've got thinking the team ahead of self, think about what can be accomplished. You think about the new England Patriots. And again, they it, it's ran into the ground, this example, but, for the most part, they may have four or five guys on their entire 53-man roster of names that are household names that you would actually know for years and years. Everybody else is a team-first guy, mm-hmm. and they just continue to put winning seasons together. I mean, obviously, last year was an anomaly, but um, they continue to do things because they have, they have the team bought in that they're, the goal of the organization team is more important than my individual accolades. But here's the thing, though. You do that, now what comes from it, right? The individual, the individual, success. The individual yep. success comes. I think of, I think of Google and, and the things that Google's going through right now. You've got strikes. People are saying, I don't want to come back to the office. You mentioned yesterday they announced that they're going to push it back. But here's the problem is individually, think about, think about one, the demand for good talent, right? Mm-hmm. There's a war for talent out there. But if you are a company that's recruiting, you know, a, let's say software designer or something like that, are you going to say, Hey, uh, recruiting company, go find me one of those people that was striking. Cause they didn't want to come into the office. <laughs> Do you think that that's going to be on Probably the job not. description? Probably not. No, they're going to say, okay, who are the team players in here that they said, look, I get it. I'm going to, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to keep grinding anyways, because the goal is for my company to be successful those people are going to move up either within the organization when it comes time for promotions mm-hmm. you know what i can't i can't fire you for it but i cannot promote you when when the time comes right so that individualistic mindset and i think it's getting harder and harder because it's ingrained in us culturally is like what's best for you do you do you do what's best for you and we even talked about it. it's it's really hard because when you're talking about a corporation or a company or a small business they're going to remember the ones that were selfless they're going to re- those are the people that are going to continue to rise to the top because they recognize it's not about me it's about the team yeah yeah
1: so yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't add anything to that. I think it's a great way yeah. to finish it. Yeah. It de- things are definitely changing. It's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. good. I think these are good changes. Yeah. I'm glad we're going away from the, you know, 12 hour work days yeah. and, and no mental health and just completely yeah. beating yourself down for 30 yeah. years. I'm glad we're doing that. I do think, though, that these are four good things to keep in mind yeah. as we embark on this new mm-hmm. culture and this new way to work is understanding the company's expectations, understand how you work most efficiently understand the power of in-person interaction and finally and most importantly understand it's not all about you that's right we appreciate you guys so much uh if you're listening to us on the podcast app make sure you're subscribed so that you can get all the episodes right when they release make sure please 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 that you leave us a five-star rating and a review if you can the five-star rating literally takes half a second yep the review takes a little bit more time so we so greatly appreciate you guys what this does, though, is it helps us reach more people. Yeah, we reach more people. We get better guests. It ends up helping you in the end. so well,
0: and I tell you what, the reviews are so important because we we really do take heed to those. We really do read those and and take those to heart. And and whether it's constructive criticism, whether it's hey I want to see this or I want to hear that or hey I've got an idea for a guest, if if there's if they're there, we really do try to go accomplish that. Mm-hmm. Like we may not get every guest that's recommended, but i tell you what, like it's important to us. And we really try to build this show with content that is important to our, to, to our community that, that, that we're sharing this kind of journey with. Yeah. So,
1: I, have, I have buddies that text me all the time and say, hey man, this, this would be a cool game. In fact, my wife sent me a list of four or five names from my father-in-law. Really? Or no, sorry, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, yeah. who said, hey, this would be cool if you... So we love that kind of feeling. Yes. We want this to be about everybody, not yeah. just about us, yeah. about what
0: we want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and topics, right? And again, it, we're, we're not ever claiming to be experts. We are not that... I mean, except for ri- really, really ridiculously good-lookingness <laughs> expertise. I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. But, but, and but we will up. find... We, yeah, we will find the person that can come and speak intelligently and, and that is educated in that field, we'll go get them. Absolutely. And we'll have that conversation. Yeah.
1: And if you consume us on YouTube, if you like watching these episodes on you, which to me is still a little weird to watch a
0: full podcast on YouTube. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Apparently how that's what, has that's what kids to are do doing that. these days. I, uh, yeah, apparently they are. If you're doing hey, has, that, I, let me ask you this. And this is how out of touch I am. Can you watch YouTube? and then minimize the app or does it have to be if you're on your phone or has YouTube not figured out how to have it play in the background like iTunes?
1: If it's on your phone, it has
0: to be pulled up. Oh, If it's on
1: your computer desktop, obviously it can be in the background, but yeah, if it's on your phone, it has to be. Hey, listen,
0: YouTube, you're one of the top media companies on the planet. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) Figure
1: this out. But having said that, they can't, You're not going to be able to see the ads if you can if you can minimize it. So they got to make their money too. That's a good point. So anyway, the reason I brought that up (laughs) go down that rabbit hole. The reason I brought that up is on YouTube, just like on the podcast app, you can give us five stars. How you give us a five star rating on YouTube is by liking the video Mm -hmm. and by commenting. Mm -hmm. More interaction tells the YouTube algorithm that hey, this is a good video. Let's pump it out to more people because Mm -hmm. people like it. So if you do appreciate it, if you like it, if you get value from it, give us a like, leave a comment. You guys talk to each other in that comment section to help us, uh, help us reach more people. Again, we appreciate you guys so much. We love doing this. We, we talk about this. Uh, these, are, these are campfire discussions. Yeah, this right. is these are the life discussions you have sitting around a campfire with your yeah, best friends. So right. we appreciate you guys joining us in, uh, each and every week. Uh, have a great rest of the week.